Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 86, and I'm your host, Cat Wonders. So we're back. Again. <laughs> and finally, over the past few days, we've gotten some snow. I've gotten some skis in, um, meaning I've gotten some cross-country skiing in on my property. Um, still not quite enough for downhill, but hey, what can you do? Um, so what's new with you? Um, I bought a bunch of jewelry, earrings, I should say, not jewelry, uh, from Shein. And the box came in the other day and it's, it was so he heavy, but I was like, well, wait a minute. How much did I order? <laughs> because you know when you have a cart going online, maybe you don't never done maybe you've never done this, but I um I'll kind of be on a website and I'll keep loading my cart up with stuff that I like and I'll go back to the website, but the cart saves so I can kind of continue adding things and certain websites delete your cart after a couple of days, like Dolls Kill it drives me crazy because sometimes I need some time to think about what I want, eliminate things, get a fresh view on my purchase, my future purchase the next day when I'm not so depressed. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's good that they keep the cart, but you know, and strategic it should be because I had so many earrings in this cart. And then I went back online, um, from Shein, that's what I'm talking about. And then filled my cart even more. And then I was like, Ooh, I didn't even really remember how many things that I ordered. Cause every earring set was between $2 and $4. Okay, when I was spending so much more on funky earrings on Dolls Kill and these other websites. So I was like, well, I'm just going to get every earring possible. And because um, I tend to wear, like, I like to accessorize with earrings more than with necklaces. And typically if I'm wearing like a statement earring, I don't wear a necklace at the same, necklace at the same time. Oh my gosh. <coughs> Ooh, that came out of nowhere. Um... Yeah, so earrings are sort of my go-to. The odd time I'll throw on a choker. You've seen me with them too, but yeah. Today I just pulled an earring that I thought would go well with this kind of vibrant pink. I had some green. So you guys are going to laugh. I also bought some, I bought some earring storage. And they're like little vertical drawers that where the earrings hang and they're so cute. Maybe Maybe I'll not be lazy and grab one of the boxes for you to see. But uh, anyway, so I've got a ton of new earrings, like lots. And they're cheap as hell. And they're probably going to make my earlobes bleed. But, you know, sacrifice for fashion. <laughs> anyway, I have a cocktail that I'm going to make for you that I made for myself last night. And I didn't have any sparkling water or pops or anything to mix so I decided to whip out the old Mio. And this flavor is mango peach. And you know, one thing that I think Mio could do better is their packaging. The problem for me is that there's like, I don't know, I want to say six, but more like four red flavors. So like strawberry passion fruit, berry cherry, like, and then there's blackberry, but they all look the same. This is the only one that looks different besides maybe the blue one. Um, but it's very, very good. Mm. It smells like summertime. Anyway, mango peach. In this, I have some water, some ice, and I'm going to spike the water and ice with some of this uh, mango peach Mio or Mayo. I've heard people pronounce it both ways. Add some vodka and some lime and just create a cocktail. And that's just going to be that. Because sometimes when you want to drink, but you got nothing in the house, you just got to improvise. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so first thing is I'm going to add some of this. You don't need very much of this, by the way. I've made the mistake many times of putting too much in. So just like that. <laughs> Then some lime. I love lime. So I'm going to put a hefty amount of that in here. 
probably like half a lime, fresh squeezed-ish. And some Smirnoff, probably about two ounces of this. That was two ounces, right? Every time I pour booze into my drinks, because I just typically free pour, I'm always like, ooh, was that too much? I'm sure a lot of times it's less than what I think it is, but maybe not. Let's shake this baby up. It already wants to explode on me. And I'm also gonna add some of the ice in with the bevy. Oops, oh, making a mess. Look at this color, actually. Maybe a few more bits of ice. Nope. That's good enough. Hmm. So this is a beautiful color, actually. I didn't realize. I think I used like an opaque glass last time. Me just rubbing liquid into my hands. Just absorbing it with my sleeve. There's no sugar in it. Mio is sugar-free. Uh, minus the little bit of lime juice sugar. Actually, that that's sugar. <laughs> I can have a sticky arm all night long. <laughs> all right, let's give this a try. Mm. This is lovely and so easy. You can make this out of any flavor. If you have any of these around, you can make a cocktail. If you have any of these and any of these, then you can make a cocktail. <laughs> um, for me, I don't need like, like if I'm gonna go out to a restaurant and I look at a cocktail menu and sometimes, so when I, I was in, uh, <laughs> I wanted to say Australia, Arizona. When I was, I've never been to Australia, by the way. Um, when I was in Arizona, we, my sister and I went to a, it was for my cousin's bachelorette. We went to a restaurant, a really trendy restaurant. It had this live like tree in the middle of it. And it was just so, so nice. Anyway, they had a, an extensive cocktail menu. And I love when restaurants create these like artistic menus. They do, they have little renderings of what the cocktail looks like notes and and just I don't know there's just something about it and then then I like to order a nice cocktail because I can kind of visually see what to sort of anticipate you can see cocktails walking by on the waitress's trays and you're like oh wow but if I'm in a restaurant where I'm just gonna have some dinner or whatever I'm not like thinking about my favorite type because I don't really know I like gin I like some tequila I like like I don't really know what I like I don't I'm not one that leans to like whiskey sours or like, I don't know, what other kind of cocktails are Moscow mules or, you know what I mean? I just sort of pick and choose as I go. <laughs> if it's an art menu, then I like to pick the prettiest photo. And uh, one thing I know I don't like is mezcal. And this is new for me. So tequila, I've always loved tequila. Something in the last couple of years really threw me off of tequila um, and I think it was, it's mezcal. So the last time I was in Mexico, we were at a nice seafood restaurant. And again, they had really, um, it was actually photos of cocktails. It wasn't artistic renderings. And I was like, wow, there was this bluish purple cocktail and it was like a fruity cocktail, but it had mezcal. And I think that I was, I was already kind of sick of tequila at this point. It was one of the last dinners that we had. And I went up ordering this drink and it was really smoky and I just some it just hit me wrong and from that point on no more mezcal it has even tainted my love for tequila but I think we all go through like waves you know where you like something at some point and then something it's always a trigger that make that turns you off of it for me sometimes with oysters raw oysters <laughs> I'll go so many times in a row and then I'll be like ooh. I could probably go for something different. <laughs> and you know, at the time when you're loving it, you're like, I could eat these every day of my life, but that's not reality. And whether it's conscious or just your body is deciding like that's enough, then you just gotta kinda listen to it. Um, I'm really excited about being on the coast here. Um, by the time you see this, I'll be already back home, but loving some uh, the idea of some raw oysters this weekend. Oh my 
I'm so stoked. I'm really going to do my best to film it. I know um, a couple years ago I filmed a dinner date at Rodney's Oyster House in Calgary, but this time I'm going to be in Vancouver. There are two Rodney's Oyster Houses and I'm going to go and check out the one that I haven't been to yet. And if it works out, if the location works, um, meaning uh, my cameraman is going to be filming me, but hopefully we're not in a, at a table where there's a bunch of people behind me. It just makes it difficult to like, for privacy reasons and things like that, it makes it difficult to edit. But I think we can make it happen um, because you guys have to see the joy and love that is Rodney's Oyster House. <laughs> it's just Party Central, the best. The servers are the best. Very likely my server is going to be extremely attractive. And I'm eating raw oysters. So like, who knows what could happen? <laughs> but if I do want to filming it and posting it, it will be on my Patreon only fan. So make sure that you're subscribed to both because you do not want to miss it. So excitingly, Wicked Weasel and I have partnered once again and uh, they sent me a bunch of swimsuits and um, it, it was a collaboration between the two of us and they, uh, posted a bunch of my photos on their on their Instagram which is like huge for me because they've got such a big following and it's just been a whirlwind and so much fun and to be honest Kulani Kinis is one of my top bikini companies um, I just got a new order from them also so stoked but um, they Wicked Weasel swimwear is pff, so good and I don't even like they're more so known, Wicked Weasel I think is more so known for their micro bikinis and I have ordered micros from them before for my high tiers or for Patreon and OnlyFans, but um, they have also full-size swimwear that's not super teensy tiny, so you can order stuff from them 100% if you're going on a family vacation or whatever. The quality and the fit, and I feel like fit over anything else, they just fit so well and I don't know it's it's strange because you know companies like Zaffle or any other bikini company they're I don't know and everybody's different and they're such like an itch on my bicep like just from all the curls I've been doing just joking they just seem and maybe it's a stretch thing maybe the fabric is stretchy enough that it will just conform to your body but whatever they do whatever it is the secret is I don't know so good. And I can guarantee you that you will not be disappointed with a swimsuit that you order from them. I just know it. I never have. And I've taken some risks with some like swimsuits and just not disappointed. It's just impossible from them. So anyway, just, just a note, if you're looking to buy a swimsuit for yourself, your partner, um, you have a family member, whatever, Wicked Weasel is a is definitely a good option it's definitely not cheap <laughs> but you're getting what you pay for so that's always a good thing I've also been filming like absolute crazy and I've been having so much fun doing it I've been completely re-inspired short form video um call it reels tiktoks shorts whatever you want to call it um it's so much fun to be filming like lots of cute transitions different outfits and then also tr like delving into some newer things like some more comedic type things that have nothing to do with swimwear or clothing um and if you have missed it go to my instagram or any of my other platforms there's so many new videos it's been a blast and i think that you will love it so check it out and also heading to the coast i can only bring a carry-on <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that I can't bring a full-size suitcase. Uh, I'm just I'm just forcing myself to do the carry-on because I want to get to Vancouver and grab my shit and go. I do not want to go and find where the baggage claim is. Go find the wait for the bag. I want to grab my stuff and go. And I have lots of bookings for shoots, so I'm gonna just be bringing a couple like swimsuits, some Valentine's themed stuff, um, some nice things to wear for dinner. And I'm like, that's already too much because also my makeup, I've got like my makeup bag and because it's carry on, you can't bring like tweezers. You can't bring more than a certain amount of liquids. So like I have to 
pump some of my foundations into little jars and anyway it's all good it's gonna be it's gonna be fine I'm not gonna worry too much about it but I am like an overpacker I am an overpacker like I I'll also bring a large suitcase to certain destinations and only like fill it up three quarters of the way and then leave room to bring stuff home like if I want to do some shopping at my destination but um anyway yeah so I'm a little bit stressed about how to fit everything in there but I know I can make it work and worst case scenario I can always buy something down there if I forgot it or need it or yeah we've all been in that position so recently I've been looking at different destinations in the U.S. to travel to and I'm kind of perplexed I don't really know I want to go south and I've been a few places before I want to try something new and I've been thinking about Texas southern Texas and I want to just go for like a four-day getaway just you know getting out of winter a little bit going for a little trip and I'm thinking like someplace where and I'm going to need your suggestions because a lot of you that watch this podcast are Americans and I'm thinking a place that would has lots to do <laughs> not just like a beach destination because you know it's not necessarily peak season when I'm planning on going but um, just a place where I mean definitely on the coast so it doesn't even matter if it's like beautiful beaches or not but um somewhere on the coast with great seafood I'm a seafood lover and I just get chills thinking about the wonderful meals that I'm looking forward to <laughs> that I have to look forward to um I like water parks <laughs> um when was the last time you were on a water slide I like water parks I like theme parks I like aquariums I like just to go and like spend a day learning things seeing things um nightlife doesn't really matter too much to me because I'm more of like get stuff done in the day and look forward to a really nice dinner and then eat way too much and then go to bed <laughs> um and so I just I like a bit of history um you know places to walk I like nice little boulevards and things like that I know the U.S. is full of them but because I'm going kind of the next few months it's not going to be super warm so I kind of need to go as south far south as possible I'm thinking uh, I've been to San Diego uh, I've also been to Texas San Antonio I've been there but I'm thinking maybe like a place like Galveston and so I'm I'm a big Southern Charm fan Southern Charm is kind of a reality tv show based in the south um and I don't think it's I don't think it's based in Galveston but it I think there have been a few scenes down there but I just find like being having been to Texas before the chivalry and just people's attitudes and I don't know I just found it really lovely gun-toting dudes frick I want to tote a gun on my hip in Texas in the grocery store <laughs> um not actually I do have my firearms license but I don't think it counts in the states <laughs> um that kind of thing doesn't bother me at all I actually kind of like it um and even like I've been calling around and doing some research and things like that and the, I know the best thing when you're traveling to a new place new place is to ask locals and like even just to call a local restaurant and be like hey I'm looking for a place like can you recommend a place and it might have nothing to do with their restaurant but a lot of people are just willing to talk to you and like answer your questions and Galveston is not a huge place but somewhere around there maybe not there it could be like Corpus Christi if kind of looking around there as well but um, if you have suggestions please let me know in the comments down below or email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com if you have like little destinations because I I don't know it's so hard to find online like I don't really trust like TripAdvisor reviews because I've been really like duped before with TripAdvisor and if you didn't know I I believe and this is my theory and I don't know for sure so don't quote me on this but I think that certain companies like TripAdvisor takes a fee for hosting your resort hotel Airbnb or whatever um, but I think you can pay them to bump up the positive reviews okay so if ever 
you're looking at a place on TripAdvisor, be sure to change the comments to most recent as opposed to just read the comments like, oh, the first 40 are five-star reviews. Like, wow, this looks like an incredible place. But the reality is it's kind of like, I don't know, Netflix being number one in Canada or the US or whatever. It's like, and then you watch it and it's total garbage. It's because they've paid Netflix to put it on the top 10. Like you could buy anything these days. So um, I don't really read the blogs, like the really popular blogs, like I've said, TripAdvisor and other similar ones. Um, you got to talk to locals, make a phone call. It might cost you 20 bucks, but it might save you uh, a lot of trauma. Because <laughs> one time I was at a resort in Mexico. So I feel like this shirt is making me itchy as hell. Um, and I'd read all the TripAdvisor reviews and I saw all the photos and I even looked at the, um, you know, the uh, traveler photos. So like people that had stayed there, they're real, not, not the edited ones that the resort paid for, but, and uh, totally got sucked in. Got to the resort. It was very nice, but we happened to be there during a time that was very, very busy. Like the resort was 99% occupied. Which meant, so it wasn't even necessarily TripAdvisor's fault, okay? Um, but the capacity, was it was too much. So the buffets were trash because they were just trying to pump, up, uh, pump out as much food as possible. Um, my room maybe got cleaned twice of the seven days that I was there. Um, and when it did get, get cleaned, there was sand all over the floor still. And I've stayed at resorts. Like, I am not like a bougie-ash bitch. <laughs> boozy, bo I'm a boozy-ass bitch, you guys. A bougie-ass bitch where I'm really like rolling my eyes at everything and need to be accommodated. But like, I need to feel special. And no, I get it. If I'm at a three-star resort, I'm not expecting... A ton right and I can live with it it's fine I'm you know I could pretty much do anything anywhere and have a good time but um, when I'm paying for a five-star resort <laughs> and it's costing me a lot of money I want to be treated like I am a bougie ass bitch and you better make sure you get the sand off my freaking floor because if you don't then there's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> I tried. I tried to call up front. I was like, hey. Also, there was a gap underneath my door. Like half an inch. So a couple centimeters. Like, And what was happening was um, every time somebody would walk by or talk, it echoed right, right through the door. So I had to put a towel along the bottom of the door just to kind of block out the noise. And I can pretty much sleep through. Like, Well, that's not true. I used to be able to sleep through a lot. But now I'm a little more used to my wilderness silence that anytime there's anything going on it does wake me up but anyway it was just really bad they didn't refill the fridge like it was full the first day they never refilled it and I get it like they're over capacity probably understaffed and they're doing their best that's fine but then charge less but they can't because their margins are so small that they can't charge less right anyway it's just annoying so just for the future be sure to uh, make sure the comments on TripAdvisor that you're reading or the reviews are up to date and not just the, what, what's paid for by the company that's hiring TripAdvisor to show their shit. FYI. But what I want to know is when you travel somewhere, are you more of an adventurer or are you just a wind down and relax type person? Because I have to say, that I have made the mistake of traveling with somebody one time, one time only, that was a wind down and relax. And when I say that, I mean staying in their bed until like two or three in the afternoon and then maybe rolling out and then, you know, chilling out, reading a book. And then the only thing that they do is go out for dinner, right? And then everything else, all the food is ordered in. For me, I'm looking for things to do, places to be. Events, maybe that are happening. I want to go on, if there's a roller coaster nearby, I want to ride it. Okay? If there's a, a water slide, I want to go ripping down it. And I want to rub dish soap on my back before I do. 
I'm that crazy. <laughs> Actually, Astroglide works way better. It's just like a lube, but Astroglide, when it mixes with water, is intense. Actually, by the way, I don't recommend this because if you are a heavier person, then you like friction is taken into account when certain water slides are being built. <laughs> it's not just a free-for-all. So if you remove uh, three quarters of the friction by rubbing your body in lubricant, you might just fly off. So I'm just telling you right now, I don't recommend that. I've tried it before and I did not fly off. I was not even close. But then I've seen some footage of some people, <laughs> some larger people flying off of water slides. And I think, danger. <laughs> um, I also, before I travel, do a lot of research about places to eat. And because I'll tell you what, too many a time have I traveled and found out about a spot that was where I was that I didn't go to. I didn't read about it and hear about it. Nothing. Um, so part of travel for me is planning. I mean, planning is half the fun for me finding places, doing research, calling people, trying to get a reservation at this restaurant. If I can't get a reservation, then I ask that person, okay, I really wanted to eat at your restaurant. Can you recommend another that's like really good that I'd like? And they'd be like, hey, I've had this happen before where they tell me, um, yeah, this restaurant around the corner is way better than my restaurant. Like I do not recommend this restaurant. <laughs> just like oh my god I wish I could send you a tip right now over the phone um but generally like especially people in the service industry they do want to help you they do want I mean, most of them they do want to give you what you want right it makes them feel good it makes you feel good it's like part of their job right um so ask around but I don't know when I imagine a nice meal on the ocean I mean even like a dinner cruise. I've never been on one. I was close one time, but then it got canceled. In Holland, it was a, <laughs> it wasn't like an ocean liner. It was on the canals and um, it was close. Anyway, it didn't happen. So I've never really eaten dinner. I've eaten dinner on like a ferry, but that doesn't count. I want to go on a dinner cruise. Um, I want to go for a really good food and... I don't know. Traveling makes me feel so good, especially to the States. It's so close, same language. And, um, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I just have to decide what I'm going to do. I still don't know. But yeah, I can definitely be, um, a shut off and relaxed type person when I'm traveling, but definitely not the whole time. Like, I actually get anxiety and not to just throw that word around, but I just get this feeling when I'm waiting on somebody and I'm like, time's ticking. Like my life is ticking away. It's just being wasted because I'm hanging around getting more and more anxious about like, okay, well, like I'd like to go for a walk or kind of, and that's a me problem. And trust me, if you are a relaxed type person, that's totally cool. But just know that if you and me travel together, I'm just going to be taking an Uber somewhere and checking it out. <laughs> Maybe even a, a, I don't know, World War II museum or something. That'd be cool. You never know what you can see. It seems boring from the outside, but when you're on the inside, it's like, whoa, what did I learn the other day? Don't remember. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, okay, so, and this is actually a while ago, and I may have spoken about this on a previous podcast, but uh, I was traveling. Anyway, it was it was later on in the evening. It was like 5.45, and uh, the person I was traveling with wanted a coffee. We pulled into Tim Hortons. And if you don't know what Tim Hortons is, I think you have them in the States now too, but it's just a Canadian coffee company and that blew up. But anyway, it's just a chain in Canada that sells donuts, coffee, and then snacks and whatever. So we pull into this Tim Hortons at like 5.45, maybe later. And they're starting, they close at six. So we ordered our final things, our final things. We ordered uh, our stuff to eat and coffees. And uh, I could see the guy starting to kind of clean out the donut trays because there are 
probably over 150 donuts left. Okay. So I didn't realize, like, it was something I'd never thought about was what happens to the donuts at the end of the day, because they don't resell them the next day, right? They bake fresh ones. So I guess I assumed that there was some sort of process, you know, the donuts went somewhere else, maybe the employees could take them home, whatever. Anyway, I asked, I said, what are you doing with all these donuts? Because I was in the and under the impression that I could just, if they're going to just chuck them, then I just give me some. But I thought there's no way they're just throwing them away. They must be whatever. And anyway, they, they couldn't. The lady was like, I can't, like, we were not allowed to give these out and we're not allowed to take them. They're just going like in the dumpster. And I was like, in the dumpster? Like, you can't take them home. You can't give them out. You're just throwing them in the garbage. And I'm telling you, because I feel like they replenish their stock even right up to the last half hour that they're open. And it's full. Like the case with all the donuts was full. Every single one of those donuts, and I, maybe 100 is like an understatement. Maybe it was like 200 donuts. And donuts, of course, are trash, garbage, not, nothing nutritious about them. You should not be just giving them to children or whatever. I'm, I'm not saying that. But the fact that they're throwing it all in the garbage blew my mind. Um, I know in France, actually, let me look this up. I need to make sure that my info is correct. As far as I understand, France has a law against throwing away food and they have systems in place where food from bakeries, cafes, whatever, um, does not get thrown away. It gets donated to or given to different uh, programs that feed it like a food bank type thing, I'm assuming. Let me just type this in. France food waste law. Imagine France of all the places and Germany too. I, I, when I think about baking, I think about both of those countries. But so the French Senate has uh, unanimously passed a law that stops grocery stores from throwing away and intentionally spoiling food that approaches Best Buy dates. Instead, they'll have to give it to all of the food charities and food banks, which will provide the hungry with millions of more meals. Okay, so it was grocery stores, same type of thing happens here, but we don't have, like Canada, as far as I know, does not have, maybe, maybe it's different province by province, but as far as I know, Canada does not have a law in place that says that food waste should be given to the starving or, you know, that sounds so lame, but you know what I mean. Um, and it's almost like another thing that bothers me about Canada and even around where I live uh, is the logging waste. And I know I've talked about this before on a previous podcast where, um, oh my God, listen to that. Plastic, anybody? <laughs> um, logging waste. So a cut block is what a chunk of forest that is being cut down for logging is called, are called cut blocks. And if you've ever driven through Alberta, BC, you have seen cut blocks. They're basically bare spots of treelessness <laughs> on mountains. Um, and it wasn't until I was in Germany and I actually went to the Ligna. It's the world's largest timber festival. They have all, everything from loaders to different machines that take tree bark and turn it into pellets and but their their entire structure is based around no waste so you might log a plot of land and uh, in Canada we only take the biggest bestest trees the straightest right not these guys I mean not the small stuff not the brush. And, you know, it's not even cleaned up that well. It's just cut down and whatever whatever's not valuable gets chucked into a pile and burned. Okay. Not even people that have wood-burning stoves, like myself, can go and take our chainsaw and chop up logs to have for our fire. That's illegal. In the same way that Tim Hortons cannot give their donuts away to anybody who's hungry. It's, and, and I get it. Then you get people backed up. There's dangers, there's liability, there's all sorts of things involved. I get it. Not with donuts, but with the cutting down of trees or 
taking firewood um, because there will be idiots that are, you know, chopping their leg off by accident and it's on somebody else's land. Anyway, so, but um, the amount of waste compared to if I'm in a German forest, okay, and I have been mushroom hunting and metal detecting, okay, lots. It is so pristine. It's wild. Literally, it's wild and it's pristine. Who would have thought? It is like a fairy tale forest. And uh, that's because when they take wood, which they don't do very often, I think, anymore in Germany because it's a small country and they probably outsource a lot of that. Um, if they do do it, every piece, branch, almost every needle is used somehow. Okay. It is like, okay, so we have German friends. We met in Germany. I moved to Germany for three months, met people there. Eventually they moved to Canada. We became great friends. They moved to Canada and started their own logging outfit. And they, when they first came to Canada, they could not believe the waste. They, it made them cry. They were like, it is so wild to them that all this waste is happening and there's nothing in place for it. And this can be said about Canada many times over about a lot of different things because our resources are so vast and we're just a huge country and we just think, oh yeah, there's another plot of land over there or there's more of that and there's lots of clean water and there's lots, but it doesn't matter. You should still shouldn't treat <laughs> your land like it's just renewable and you can just freaking do whatever you want, burn that pile, whatever. There's so much more, you know, Ugh. anyway. So they started a logging outfit um, very successful. In fact, I think potentially the Discovery Channel is doing a series about their logging outfit. <laughs> anyway, that's like crazy news, but um, they are uh, definitely like their model is not as clean as in Germany, only because, for example, in Germany, every branch and every bit of waste gets ground up into... Um, like mulch and then made into pellets because over in, in Germany, they have pellet burning stoves and they could sell the pellets here. It's a bit different. There'd be no use for a, a machine like that here in Canada as very few people burn pellets. So you wouldn't be able to sell what you created. And anyway, so like, it's all about, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Supply and demand, meaning you know, there's a need for these pellets. There's like, and, and it's not even about that. It's just eliminate waste. And even certain like recycling that doesn't happen here in Canada that should, um, different regulations when it comes to like resources and things. It's, it's a little wild. But anyway, I am not the prime minister. I don't make decisions when it comes to that kind of thing. Um, I don't know what's really best for anyone or anything. I think I do, but do I actually, I don't know. Also, you guys, I actually sent, so my social media team, I sent a video of me talking about my new little friend and my new little friend is my gap tooth <laughs> that keeps getting worse. And I think I talked about it last time, but I, I need to get like a dental wax or something to pop into this gap tooth right here because it's such a hillbilly look. I'm nothing against hillbillies. Okay. Really, I can, maybe I'm a bit of a hillbilly at heart and this is coming out of my, te my teeth. <laughs> but um, the process, I'm, I'm 14 weeks into my Invisaligns and I definitely notice a difference in my teeth. But one of them being this gap tooth that keeps growing and I'm like, how much bigger is it going to get? Because all my teeth are coming forward. And so this guy here, I used to have a gap in my front teeth like when I was younger. So I know what it's like to have a gap tooth, okay? But this one is getting a little intense. I don't like with the location. And I figure like dental wax is kind of like a clear wax. If I just kind of jammed a little piece behind my tooth there and like filled in that hole, you would never notice it. And you know what? You probably would never notice it anyway. But just saying, I notice it. <laughs> and I'm self-conscious about it. So when I'm talking to people, I feel like I have to explain what's going on. And that's always been me though. If, if I have a huge pimple somewhere... I'm always like, don't mind my pimple. And then Jeremy said, to, like, I, I throw it in there just to sort of prevent. It's almost like a self-protection thing. It's almost like 
to prevent them from saying, hey, what, what's wrong with your nose or whatever? I just say it first so that they it's over with, even though they would never notice it to begin with. It's just like a mental thing. Um, but anyway, so I kind of like have tended to, and only with people that really know me, that know that I don't normally have a gap tooth. And I'm like, see this right here? That is gonna go away one day, I promise. It's just temporary. Anyway, it's kind of like, it's either a gap tooth like this or braces. What's worse? I think braces the entire time with no relief. One thing I do like about Invisaligns is that I can take them out. I can eat. I don't get stuff stuck in them. Like with braces, I couldn't imagine having them on 24 seven. The, like you get like my minor injuries on the inside of your mouth for the first few weeks because you have like metal rubbing against the inside of your lips. You get food stuck in them. There's certain things you can't eat because of the braces. But however, braces are, they work quicker than Invisalign. So you have to kind of weigh the pros and the cons. For me, because I'm on camera so much, the braces were not really an option. And to be honest, you guys probably wouldn't even care that much. But I absolutely decided that Invisalign's were right for me. So can I complain about a little miniature gap tooth? I think not. So I just got to snap back into reality. <laughs> okay. So there is a lady in town that's really good at flowers. And I decided that I'm going to commit to bi-weekly flowers. <laughs> B-I-weekly, not bi-weekly flowers, bi-weekly, meaning every two weeks I get a new bouquet of flowers. And I kind of went for the big one because there was a small, medium or large option. And I went for large and it's not very cheap. But you know what? Flowers, fresh flowers, especially from a florist, not from the grocery store. Okay. Because I'll tell you what, grocery store flowers are hit or miss and you know it. You can buy roses from the grocery store, like probably two times out of 10 or one time out of five. <laughs> they are great. It's like they're the most beautiful, fragrant roses you ever bought. But most of the time, they don't even open and they die right away. So I have tried every trick in the book with grocery store flowers to trim them immediately, put them in the water right away, temperature if the water matters, making sure that there's the flower salt in there. <laughs> um, doesn't work. So but I've had flowers bought for me from florists. I've purchased them from florists and they're magically 10 times more resilient and they last way longer. So I'm kind of friends with this girl and I was like, okay, this is what I want because I'll tell you why. There is a YouTuber that I follow named Victoria. Um, she, her, I think her, it's now Victoria. She changed it back to Victoria, but it was in the fro. Anyway, beautiful British lady, and she is into fashion, and her house is immaculate. She's just living the dream life. Anyway, she always has fresh flowers, like beautiful fresh flowers on her, I guess it's her like kitchen island. So when she's filming, you see them, and then she talks about them, and I'm like, God, that is so like such a lovely thing to smell in your kitchen, to see it's alive, you know? They're beautiful flowers and I want it in my life. <laughs> so once a week is too much. Every two weeks I think is good. And because they last so long, I'm like, is every two weeks too often? Because when are the flowers going to die? But I figured if they don't and I get my new bouquet on, I think Fridays is going to be like every second Friday. Um, then I can always distribute flowers, like fresh flowers in other parts of my house. And I was like, wow. I've never considered having like fresh flowers next to my bed or in my guest bathroom, you know, or in my entry or in my basement or in my, no, I'm just joking. But you know what I mean? Like fresh flowers everywhere. And they're beautifully fragrant. A lot of times I love peonies. Peonies are one of my favorite flowers of all time. They're so huge and fluffy and just love them. Um, on a side note, 
I was listening to a radio program one time where this girl with a deep southern accent was talking about her pink peonies, but I thought she was talking about her pink panties the whole time. And she was saying, and then, yeah, the pink panties that I was, that I had in my house, they smelled so <laughs> incredible. Um, anyway, that was a little funny side note, but peonies. Um, and I've tried to create bouquets myself in the past and it just isn't the same. I've gone on YouTube or on YouTube. I thought I said Google, but I said YouTube and I almost said YouTube again. I've gone on YouTube to kind of have like a little schooling on how to create beautiful bouquets. And then all the tips that they had, it makes sense. But even with the tips, I still can't really do it. I'm artistic, but apparently not when it comes to creating bouquets. So anyway, that was that. Anyway, yeah, so I'm excited. I can't wait for my first bouquet. I sent her a bunch of photos of like ins inspiration. So what I was, what I'm looking for in a bouquet and I love lights whites, pale pinks, peaches, lots of greenery. Um, but then seasonally, it'd be fun to switch it up, you know, like even for spring, which is around the corner, eee! um, to have more colors in the summertime. Uh, anyway, I just love to support local and she's, she does a great job and, uh, I'm excited. Um, let's do some cocktail trivia because why freaking not? The pina colada became a widely accessible drink in the 1950s once what canned item became easy to purchase? A, coconut cream, B, pineapples, C, rum, or D, cherries? <laughs> what? What canned item became easy to purchase? Rum? Can you buy rum in a can? Have you ever seen rum in a can? And if there isn't rum in a can, why isn't there? Could you imagine? Like straight, <gasps> what about straight spirits? Like rum, vodka, gin in a can. Why doesn't it exist? Is it because they don't trust that people won't just drink it like that? I've never thought about that. Anyway, so this is a stupid question. <laughs> Let me read it one more time. The pina colada became a widely accessible drink in the 1950s. Once what canned item became easy to purchase? A, coconut cream, B, pineapples, C, rum, or D, cherries? What do you think the answer is? The answer is A, coconut cream. <sighs> Sometimes, you know, like you read something, have you ever gone to the dollar store and picked up a box of something and read the back and it's like the, the translation is so off. It's hilarious. I feel like, do, I don't, I don't want to like, the thing is, I don't, there's a fine line between laughing at like something funny or like being offensive. And that's one thing I thought about in the past was going, was like to go to the dollar store, buy a bunch of items that had the most ridiculous writing on the back. But then it's like, obviously there's like a, a translation issue and I, I don't want to poke fun at any one culture, right? But anyway, here we go. A second one. What cocktail made famous in Casablanca is named for an artillery cannon? A, sidecar, B, gimlet, C, French 75, or D, Titan? The answer is French 75. So I guess a French 75 is an artillery cannon. But af after the last one, sorry, like after the last question I and they talked about canned rum, I don't trust any of this shit now. It's over. It's over for me. Last one. In a hit song from 1979, Rupert Holmes immortalized what fruity boozy cocktail? A, an Alabama... Alabama Slammer, <laughs> Alabama Slammer, B, Banana Daiquiri, C, Pina Colada, or D, Screwdriver? C, Pina Colada. I don't know who Rupert Holmes is, but maybe some of you do. Actually, you guys are really good at like clarifying certain things <laughs> where I'm like confused about something and you guys help me out because I'm so young, I don't know anything.
I need help. <laughs> and you guys know what? So I did a, um, a reel on Instagram and I think it's everywhere else too, but where I tried on all the different colors of this Teddy that they have. I will show you. Don't mind my sweatpants. So you've probably seen these in my recent video. Oops. But these are all the same, minus this one's slightly different, but these are from Sugar Thrills. I've got this mint, pink. This is more Christmassy, but sort of not because it's pink. Very Valentine's. Green, can you guys even see? Yeah. Purple and this dark kind of aqua blue. And I was looking online for, I was looking on Sugar Thr or on Dolls Kill to see if I'd missed any colors. I'm like, I'm sure that there are more, but I found four more colors. I bought four more. So now I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So the colors that I didn't have that I bought are red, uh, dark pink, black, and this beautiful periwinkle blue, which I thought that I had, and I actually might somewhere, but I bought four more. So I have to redo a video now, but I've thought about making like a special little try on with those four because who says Valentine's needs to be pink and red? Why can't it be black or periwinkle? Ah, hmm. oh, well, um, well, everyone, <laughs> that concludes this episode of Kitty Liquor. I hope that you loved it. I hope you have an incredible weekend. And uh, of course, subscribe so you don't miss any of my future podcasts or videos. And like this video if you did enjoy it. And uh, make sure to check out my OnlyFans, my Patreon, and uh, down below in the description box, you'll find my pillar link, which has all that stuff. And February, it's February. Oh my goodness. And uh, the month of love, I'm going to be doing all sorts of interesting, fun stuff for this month. So like I said, subscribe. Also follow me on Instagram, on TikTok, on everywhere else for all of my content. And if you have any suggestions, questions, uh, especially with travel destinations in the US, then please email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. So my camera overheated when I was finishing up episode 86 of Kitty Liquor, just so you know, um, just signing out now officially and uh, apologies for the random cutoff. <laughs>